Yo, 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 what's up, YouTube Boxing Family? Uh, it's K right here. I'm back out of here with uh, D-Ive um, with, like, another boxing, you know, talking session. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about various topics. So, yeah, look, look um, let's get right into it. Um, uh, I guess, uh, <laughs> did you hear about the news with, like, um, what um, Lomachenko said about Devin Haney? Yeah, he said that. Um, he said that Shakur was the easier fight, right? I mean, no, Shakur was the harder fight, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sounds good. It, it, it sounds good. It always sounds good until it's actually time to fight Devin Haney. As Lomachenko, as Lomachenko was faced with, he was faced with fighting Devin Haney, who was uh, who was mandatory at the time, and decided he didn't want to. Yeah, and um. Funny how ESPN is really thinking like Lomachenko is, is still undisputed, and um, they try to act like you know he's just gonna come right back into the, the lightweight mix. And um, honestly, like I don't know if this is a good idea, but like could it be like right for Devin Haney to say, look, you know, I'll fight Loma, but I'm not gonna fight at 135. I'm gonna fight him at 140, and he could come in at the fight at like a catchweight you know, for all the belts. And then if uh, Lomachenko beats him, he could be undisputed. And then Devin could just move up to 140. Yeah, something yeah, like that. That's, that's more than fair. I would definitely drag his ass up to 140 and drown him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're talk, you're talking all that good shit. And can you combine? He could have he could have uh he could have fought Shakur. He was talking all that big shit about how he could he could make 130 if he wanted to. If he really thought that he could have fought Shakur. But no, he didn't. So I, I ain't trying trying to hear that weak shit. Didn't even want to fight Haney. You're talking big shit about a guy you didn't even want to fight. Yeah, cause like what gets me so pissed off is like like Lomachenko thinks he's gonna just run through everybody and it's like you know the walls are closing in on you and you're 35 years old and you know if Lomachenko looks like crap against Jermaine Ortiz then I I don't I don't see Loma having any chance of winning because I got money on Jermaine but let's just say if he gets a gifted decision against Jermaine like Devin or Shakur is just gonna light him up. Like you know, either way, I think I, I, yeah. I, I think that Lomachenko is gonna win that fight, but I hope he loses because if Jermaine whips his ass, then Shakur Stevenson should just fight Devin Haney next, and then we gonna get a lot of questions answered out that fight. Yeah, um, I'm just hoping like Jermaine wins because like I think he deserves to like be like you know be matched up with like all the top competition, and um. You know, knowing that people don't think he's good, but it's like he's like, you know, he's been matched up very tough. Like, you know, he's basically going through like the similar route that Devin went through. But, you know, like the only difference is is just like, you know, he doesn't turn down any tough level opposition. And, you know, my favorite fight that I've ever watched out of him was the Joseph Adorno fight. And he looked like he was about to get stopped in that fight, but he came right back, you know, from up the knockdowns and. He was just like whipping on, like, like you know, on um, on Adorno to basically make a comeback to win, you know, to win in the later rounds. And um, um, I actually thought he actually edged it out in a split decision. Um, don't know how the judges gave it like a draw, but um, 
I think I think uh, that fight shows how much dog Jermaine has because if he didn't have any dog, then um, I like I probably I probably wouldn't have you know thought of him to be that good of a fighter, and he probably would have been stopped already. But um, if he shows that same version of himself uh, mixed with the like you know the Jamel Herring performance, um, I think I think he has a very high chance of beating like um, Lomachenko because I don't think Lomachenko is as hungry as he used to be. And um, on top of that, like I don't, I don't know if you've like realized it, but it seems like Lomachenko is not really, you know, incentivized of like wanting to fight anymore. I don't know, like um, if you see that out of him. No, I don't see that. I think uh, I think he definitely wants to be back on top. I don't think that uh, wants his hunger at all. The thing is, though, is that he never wanted to fight Devin Haney because that's a bad situation. It's a bad style matchup. Because Devin Haney has that unique factor that a lot of other fighters don't have, which is adaptability. Once they see a look a few times, they're going to adapt and they're going to change their strategy. Like, that whole that whole shifting bullshit, first of all, Romachenko ain't even the first person to attack on that. That's like fucking Mike Tyson. And second of all, anybody that has a long reach and actually knows how to use it, whoops that ass. And Devin Haney happens to be that person. So that's why he never wanted to fight. That's just the reality of the situation. Yeah, I just find it so crazy because it's like, you know, you've now made Devin like a way better fighter. And, you know, I don't I don't know if that's like a recipe for disaster for Lomachenko because doesn't that hurt your career worse if you get beat by a prime version of Devin Haney that comes out to like basically beat you up for 12 rounds versus like you could have had the opportunity to just whip on Devin Haney when he was like a young 20 year old version of himself and at least that way even if Devin Devin lost to Loma like he actually would have had more credibility of having a win over Devin and then let's just say if he beat Tio for undisputed um that following year that would have been pretty good because Lomachenko he was basically one fight like away. He should have just fought Devin. And Bro, that was that's, it. That's what a lot of these big dudes don't understand. That you want to get the young guns while they're young. While they're inexperienced. Before they fight people that are either similar or better than them. And, and, and if you're going to take a risk, then that's what you got to do. And also, let me put this out there. Lomachenko can fight Shakur Stevenson next. Shakur ain't got no fights. <laughs> he could easily fight Shakur Stevenson next, but he's not fighting fucking Jimmy and Ortiz because he's unsure of himself, and he probably loses to both Devin Haney and Shakur, and he wants the fucking paycheck off Devin Haney. Yeah, because he could easily be fighting Shakur right now. So, so um, all that, oh, he's a warrior. He wants to fight the best bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> man, Lomachenko, like. I wish I was at this fight because I was literally telling like like you know other people that I know that you know that will probably go to let the fight out there, and they literally said like if he gets exposed one bit by Jermaine, it's basically over. Because like the last time that we've ever seen Lomachenko look really bad, probably was like the oh man, like I forgot what fight it was, but. I'd probably say, like, the worst version of Lomachenko probably had to been probably the Teofimo fight because he didn't look like he was ever prepared in that fight, and he just, like, fell off after that. And then once he came back to fight Nakatani, like, he just basically just didn't look any better. And then leading up to Kome, he was just playing, like, around, and 
surprisingly, like I like I just found it surprising why Kome wasn't able to hurt Loma because he had plenty of opportunities to actually hit him with like some mean heavy shots, but Lomachenko was sure, just like Kome's not good. Yeah, Kome's not good. Just like Nakatani's not good. What the fuck is Nakatani famous for? What is he famous for? Yeah, so basically Lomachenko ain't shit, you know, if he... I'm, I'm not going to yeah. say he ain't shit, but the people that he's been fighting definitely ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's easy to look good against Luke Campbell. It's easy to look good yeah um i think i think if devin fights loma but like like i think i think devin should actually just basically say say f you to loma like i'm not gonna fight you at 135 like you know i'm gonna you know try to fight you at a catch weight and um devin devin should just come in like like you know super rehydrated like he should he should just come in super big in that fight and he should just beat the shit out of loma because lomachenko has like no control you know over the you know negotiations if he fights devin so if i'm devin shouldn't i just basically say f you do like like you know this is like my you know a side fight right well devin is a warrior and he's a professor so those things like fight just want to fight him at 135 just to say bitch even at my worst you couldn't beat me even at my worst that, that's how that's how they Devin just wants to prove that he's the best, that he's better than everyone else. And that's why he was calling out everyone who was a child. He had almost no... I mean, Devin Hayden has been fighting undefeated fighters. You know, he's fought five of them so far. But even as a child, he was calling these dudes out. Nobody was calling. Nobody calls Tank out. Nobody calls Bumachenko out. But Devin Hayden did. And then what they do, they didn't do shit. Yeah, because... Um... I don't, I don't, I don't want to see Devin, you know, drain himself anymore at 135. But I think at this point, like, he should just get Loma out the way if he wants to, and then you know just basically move on to 140. But I think, I think for his last fight, you know, against Loma, that fight should be a catchweight for undisputed because it's like Devin, Devin, Devin has already beat everybody. So, you know, like, like, you know, just beating Lomachenko as, you know, the A-side having an advantage over him makes it the best sense versus coming in at a disadvantage. And then Lomachenko can just have like a way to like try to rob Devin on the cards. Well, that might happen anyway. That might happen no matter uh, what weight the fight takes place, because once the fight is back in the United States, that's where Bob Arum has control. And Bob Barham knows that aside from Shakur Stevenson, if, if Haney beats Lomachenko, aside from Shakur Stevenson and maybe Chiafimo, Randall's broke up the top rank, and also he's got to renegotiate the contract. Now, if Haney can put himself in a position where he can make himself on a fight-by-fight basis, 
that would be good. But you know, Barbarum's greedy ass is gonna try to get him in a multi-fight deal, and that's what's that's what sucks. So, uh, do you see Haney being trapped at top rank now? That's gonna be up. That's gonna be up to him his club. I mean, first of all, he wants to move up to one forty. Tommy's only gonna get one belt. That belongs to Josh Taylor, and Bill Haney said that him and Josh Taylor aren't gonna fight. Because Josh Taylor, Ben Davis is trained Josh Taylor. And Ben Davis is trained Haley, so he feels that he'll give him some information that might be really good to him. So if I was going to Haley, I'll whoop on my ass and back this shit up. Fuck y'all. And fuck y'all for trying to pull some deal. It was trash. I'm over here making big bread, now I'm beside the pussy ass damn most of them that's like real dangerous. Fuck, fuck you. Yeah, because I want to see De- like like I want to see Devin basically like pull off like a Floyd Mayweather where he's just fighting on multiple platforms, and I think at this point of his career, like like personally, like I want to see Devin fight fight on PBC and like beat up all the PBC guys, and then just turn back around to like maybe like the zone or maybe top rank. But like I think I think at this point of Devin's career, like he's gonna start getting like all the big money fights. Where, you know, you know, some of the big names will fight him, but it's going to be very difficult to like try to beat up on like, the politically protective fighters from top rank, and maybe some people off of matchroom. But I think I think PBC is probably going to you know pick up Devin at some point in time. Uh, it's not about if they pick him up; it's about how they negotiate their business and who they got. Because he goes to PBC. I mean, there's some good fights that went between 135 and 140. But as far as 140, all they got is Antron Russell. Um, all they got is Antron Russell, and you know they got Super Matias in school. But um, outside of that, it's, it's kind of thin over there. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad fights, but well, actually, Alberto Puello's got a title, so he might be able to do that. Yeah, um, I, um, I was gonna add that in, but um, yeah, like I don't, I don't see like what other big fights he could get. I mean, it's after Tank, that, Tank's not going. Tank's not going to fight him. Tank could have fought him at any fucking point. Devin Henney's been a been a free agent <laughs> for the majority of his career. Tank, bro, see what Tank's on. Yeah, because like after like like I say after like basically like Josh Taylor is is out of the division, and once like everybody else gets a title at, at 140, I think I think Devin's just gonna go ahead and just make you know make all the big like you know but the big fights where you know where the bigger money is so i think i think devin should just go ahead and go that route and 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 stop waiting up on certain fighters that don't want to fight you you know uh, to begin with he doesn't he doesn't wait on fighters that's why he fought lenares that's why he fought jojo diaz that's why he's been fighting the dudes he's been fighting because he has to stay busy and he has to make money i mean he's already got money but he's a damn fighter no like people gotta understand the only reason why I fought JoJo, like why he even does the mandatory game, is because no one else fights him. It's, it's the same. It's the same reason uh, that Jamal Charlo is out where he's at. Because nobody else is fighting. What are these two supposed to do? One thirty-five doesn't have a Sean Porter uh, uh, that that'll go fight everybody. One thirty-five doesn't have a Devranchenko that'll go fight everybody. Those dudes wanted to fight because they're fighters and they didn't give a fuck about losses. One thirty-five don't have that. They're a bunch of pussy-ass prima donnas. And then Devin Haney's by himself. <laughs> so nobody, so nobody want to do no fighting. Everybody wants to yeah. do It's pathetic. And, and, and you know, and, and it's crazy because 
Learn the elevate squares that you can't do cross the motion or or or, or Devin Haney's on the wrong side of the street or whatever. But yeah, Terrence is aggressively pursuing Ryan Garcia. And what's crazy is they say that Ryan Garcia is a bigger star than Devin Haney, and yet they're more persistent about offering him a fight. What happened? I thought the money was funny. Oh, oh, oh Ryan's not happy. Yeah, I agree. Um, cause, cause, like, uh, take take a look at that fucking um, you know, former opponent of Isaac Pitbull Cruz that's fighting this weekend. Um, Jose, um, Jose Romero, right? Or or uh, Juan Matias, you know, like uh, Romero. Um, he fought on PBC against Pitbull, but he's fighting Robesi Ramirez, you know, on short notice. So, you know. Cross promotional fights are really not hard to do. It's just that, you know, to me personally, like I think promoters just don't want to see their fighters get beat up, and the fighters don't want to lose their O. And then once it's, they finally it's lose, it's, it's, it's not about the promoters. A fighter can put his foot down and say, "Look, I'm not fighting anything else until X, Y, Z happens." Why do you think while Mikey Garcia was that time frame, he got put on the bench for two to four years? Because he said, I'm not fighting another goddamn fight until this gets sorted out. And it didn't fight. That's what happens when a fighter really wants to smoke. That's why Mikey Garcia has the resume that he has, and Terrence Crawford don't have shit. That's why Mikey Garcia actually got a spin fight instead of talking about one. If he wanted to fight to them, he made that shit happen. He went against everybody. His, his, his brother, his family, Al Haven, they all... Don't do it. But he said, man, fuck y'all. I'm getting the Spence fight. And guess what? He got the Spence fight. Now, I did Now, he got his ass beat, but that, that's, you know, that's life. So, I, I get, I get hard people assuming that because the promoter makes a fight, that the fight is, is, is going to happen. No. A promoter or any business entity cannot make a fighter sign on the dotted line. The fighter has to want the fight and sign. We've seen that. PPC made a fight for Terrence Crawford, and he decided not to sign. That's on Terrence Crawford. Nobody else. Like, what, what can we do? What can we do? Yeah, I agree. Because um, it just makes no sense. Like, there, there's just too many holes in the equation that doesn't add up. And, you know, when you just look at the landscape of, of any division, like, a lot of these guys are just not being vocal when it comes to the table of just making all the fights happen. But it's like, like uh, take take a look at like those you know those journeymen that get fights. You know, like you know like like a uh, Gabe Rosado, Derek you know Derek Chisora. All these journeyman fighters are are always able to get fights. But when you look at guys like you know your Dennis Ugas and all those guys, right? That 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 have difficulty of making fights it's like like you know they, like you know they seem to be put on the shelf more because nobody doesn't want to get beat up by them right <laughs> i mean we always we always say you know or it's commonly said in boxing that easy fights get made it's true easy fights get made people like chisora and and gabe rosado and and deborah and at this point they're not going to have any issue getting fights because they're beatable. They know that they could be a good comeback fight for somebody. They know this. I was like, look at all Mungia's opponents. Them niggas not going to struggle getting any fights. Nobody knows who they are. They're not good. That, that's that's why that's why they get the fights that they get. 
But, you know, because of easy, easy fights get made. Easy fights always get made. But when there's a situation in which some, because a, a loss, like like I said on a, another show, a loss can set you back not only career-wise, but in the rankings. And you may actually have to end up fighting some people you don't want to fight. For example, look at Lomachenko. Lomachenko never in life wanted to fight Devin Haney. But since he lost, he now has to come see him if he wants to get back on top. And that's why people try not to lose. Yeah, but it's like if fighters were getting paid like lump sums of money and they didn't have to worry about like, the financial ramifications of losing their biggest payday, then shouldn't it just be easy for any fighter to say, hey, like I'll take the fight, but if I get my butt whooped, you know, like it doesn't matter because I'm getting paid. You know, no, it should, it should, it should but there's there's a lot of fighters, unfortunately, are thinking, I think it's far too long term. As far as uh, their careers go, they don't they don't want to put anything on the goddamn line. And also, they see people like Terrence Crawford, they see people like Tank, they see people like Canelo clearing maximum amounts of money for absolutely no competition. And they're like, "Hey, why can't that be me? Why can't that be me? That person is pound for pound, whatever, for beating up absolutely nobody, and yet you're asking me to fight the top guys for a little bit of money." No, 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 no. Why can't that be me? Why can't I be Terrence Crawford, fight absolutely nobody, and be top down number one and get a lot of money? Why can't that be me? That's what happens. And that's why these dudes are disease. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was uh, talking with uh, Don Shada yesterday like about that. And, uh, you know, we were bringing up the whole situation with uh, Tevin Farmer when he went over to DAZN and he just fought like a basically like a laundry list of bums that no one basically ever asked him to fight and he did that until jojo diaz pulled his card and beat him and like you know look at where he's at now you know he's not you know wanting to be to get in there with like any top guy right now and like you know he could very well do it probably right now but it's like just seems like he's too comfortable because it's like he probably made all that like, you know, money from, a, like, you know, from a DAZN. <laughs> All right, well, let me, let me keep it real. Let me keep it real on Seven Farmer. So, Seven Farmer has about, what, 20 amateur fights, give or take. And uh, he has, like, 20 amateur fights. As a pro, he already has, like, five, six losses. And he can't punch for shit. So, Seven uh, Farmer found out very early the caliber of fighter school. That's why he started starting businesses and finding avenues out of boxing very early because he knew he wasn't going to survive the time. Like people keep talking about, oh, Tank avoided Tevin Farmer. Bro, Tank at any weight class would have destroyed Tevin Farmer permanently, bro. That's why he turned down $2 billion to not fight Tank. Like people keep talking like, okay, would it have been an interesting fight at the time because Tevin Farmer could move a little bit and it would test Tank's gas tank? Absolutely. But in reality, he could have got beat up too, too. Like, you keep talking about Tim Farmer like he's some damn P. Whitaker. Like, bro, no. Never that dude. Like, Tim Farmer, defensively skilled, a decent boxer, but his best win is, like, what? Stopping, like, like, like some some British dude? Like, I don't, I don't remember who it was. I don't remember who it was. Terry Flanagan or somebody. Stop some British dude. That was, like, his best win. Like, bro, like, y'all got to stop. And, like, you know, so, so Tim Farmer, that's why he very quickly was finding avenues out of boxing 
and starting businesses because he knew the caliber of fighter that he was. He knew he wasn't going to last in the elite ranks. That's the reality of the situation. Yeah, I just feel bad for him because it's like, you know, I actually thought Tevin Farmer, you know, was actually able to beat Gervonta when I was like hearing, you know, the, like hearing like about like, the talks back in like what, like from like 2013 heading into like, you know, early 2016. But after that point, you know, in time, I was just like, oh, yeah, like, like, uh, this is why Tevin's not beating Tank. And I was just like, basically looking at, you know, all the you know all the avenues that he took and you know he um he just didn't want um basically um any smoke with him <laughs> i mean the sad reality is that seven farmer does not do anything good enough to double tech doesn't jab good enough he doesn't move good enough he doesn't punch good enough he doesn't punch good enough he doesn't ball good enough you know it's just, it's just like ryan garcia like ryan garcia don't do shit good enough to do attack that's why people keep saying, oh, he has a punch chain. Okay, a lot of people got a punch chain. Bro, reality, the man is vulnerable to Tank's single best punch. Like, oh, bro. It's not going to work. Yeah, speaking of Gervonta, who do you think he's going to fight next? I don't know. I know it's not Ryan. Because if that was the case, then they would have been signed that set up. Because Ryan is thirsty as well. Uh, but Ryan don't want to really fight him. So I, I keep hearing that tomorrow, and I really hope not. But they might try to make Michelle Rivera. They might try to make. They might try to do some different things. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. And, you know, to be honest, I'm really not too concerned. I know it's not going to be anybody good. So I don't. I, mean, I, don't, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say maybe Chris Colbert, but probably not. <laughs> Chris Colbert doesn't even want to fight uh, Frank Martin. Hell no. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna end up like a Omar Horas versus versus um um all Rivera. <laughs> yeah, no, Chris Colbert's gonna stay his ass at one thirty and try to work out there. You know, like I said, Chris Colbert is another dude came in a lot of hype, but ultimately he doesn't do anything good enough. Does I don't know how the hell he got the name Little Beehive. I don't know where that came. From. He fight it doesn't like Beehive. The only thing that him and Beehive got in common is they fight boring stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, um, I was just uh, saying that, uh, yeah, um, I agree. Um, I think I think at this point of, you know, a lot of fighters that everyone thought, you know, they, you know, they were going to be good, uh, they're just, you know, starting to fall off now. And, uh, you know, boxing is definitely becoming more um, unpredictable with a lot of these uh, matchups. But, um, um, it, it, like, it's kind of, like, a funny because I actually heard Shakur Stevenson say the other day that um, he wishes that there's, like, a Super 6 tournament back again for uh, 135. Um, I yeah. Think, 
I think that might be like a good idea, but I don't I don't think you know a lot of guys at 135 want to get beat up. <laughs> uh, I mean, Shakur Stevenson, that was some convenient timing, but he's just saying he's just saying that because he knows that number one Devin Haney is gonna. Uh, and, uh, and number two, because he hangs out, he spends a lot of time around Andre Ward. And, and what I think he really wants to do is he wants to like win, win that tournament, and then ride that shit as his career accolade and excuse to not fight anybody else. Because because there are two people, there are two people that uh, Shakur Stevenson spends a lot of time around. There's a lot of time around Andre Ward. It's a lot of time around Terrence Crawford. And, and Andre Ward fought the, the best competition he could in his day. But Terrence Crawford hasn't, and Andre Ward retired early. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think, I think um, like, Shakur is, like, I don't know. Part, part of me feels like he's, like, turning into Terrence Crawford 2.0. No, he's not turning into Terrence Crawford. People are turning him into Terrence Crawford. And because of that, he's going to start acting like Terrence Crawford. These dudes, unfortunately... Because their father figures are somewhat like sketch, they are gonna <laughs> act the way the fan base dictates. The, the fan base dictates a lot of their actions, and a lot of people don't don't really don't readily realize that their fan bases tell them how to act. Their fan bases feed the narratives to go off of, and, and, and they use them. Yeah, like, like James Crawford. James Crawford does what he does because his fan base, tiny as they are, they put no pressure on him to do shit else. They put no pressure on him to fight anybody. Like, look, when Shakur Stevenson was at 130, people were already saying, oh, everyone at 135 is going to jump. What? He's at 130? What are you talking about? He's not going to jump there. And now that he's already young, people are already saying, oh, Devin Haney, watch. He's going to move to 140. I'm like, bro, Devin Haney been talking about going to 140 before he fought JoJo Diaz. Like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah, you got idiots saying Shakur could beat guys at um at um 147 too. I mean, maybe he can, but we gotta see it. Yeah, I think I think Shakur will get eaten, you know, like alive at 47. But <laughs> I'm down for it, you know. Like if he's, you know, if he got balls to do it, then go for it. <laughs> My thing is, we have to see it. Stop saying that Shakur Stevenson is the ultimate badass and his best win is a dude that's never held the belt in his entire life. Like, stop doing that shit. And also, the same people that will say Devin Haney is boring and can't punch will be in love with Shakur Stevenson. How do you figure that? Shakur Stevenson is not some amazing power puncher. He's the dude that just boxed like Devin Haney, bro. Like, shit, at least, at least Devin Haney has to throw some venom and some, some punches in there. Shakur Stevenson will be content to box the entire time. Like, like fucking knock it, like Nakatila. Nakatila had him worried about the power. They talk about, oh, he'll easily be outbox Tank. Like, bro, don't <laughs> easily beating Tank. Shut up. <laughs> talk about, oh, he'll easily, he's not about to easily do shit at the elite level. <laughs> Man, I just don't want to see Shakur get knocked out. That's, that's like my biggest concern about him because. When Nakatila hurt him, it made me think like Shakur don't got a chin, and um, um, even with Consecio, he actually drilled him with some heavy loaded shots, and like like it's just making me think Shakur doesn't like to actually go to deep waters when somebody hurts him. But um, 
I think, like, like um, obviously credit to DFPD, but um, he said the other day, like, if Shakur plans on fighting the way he does, where he's flat-footed, he wants to go toe-to-toe with you, um, he believes that's going to get him knocked out, especially against, like, a guy like Javante or somebody that's not afraid to punch hard enough to actually push him back and actually force him off from his back foot and be pressured. And um, like you said about the other day, like Shakur likes to punch a lot and, you know, rely off of, you know, the um, referee to basically save him in certain situations. And I think that's going to basically damage his career because he's going to think that he's going to give up the benefit of the doubt when he's in, you know, like a very difficult fight. And I don't think that's a smart idea. Like, I think I think Shakur is going to get exposed in you know one of those fights, and you know he could very well get you know get himself hurt because he's just not like like he's not really using his actual gifts of like what he's known to be. Like he's trying to fight like a brawler now versus being like a bona fide pure boxer. Okay. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, 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 I hear you. You can't hear me? Hello? Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, um, um, I can hear you. Um, uh, uh, can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Can you still hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can, uh, um, I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm uh, texting you right now. Like, um, I can, I can hear you. Can, can you hear me? Okay, yeah, cool. My bad. Yeah, but you were saying, uh, I cut out by accident. Oh uh, yeah, 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 like it's all good. Um, yeah, I was just saying, like Shakur Stevenson is like fighting, fighting very irresponsibly now in his career, and uh, you know, like you said like the other day, like you know, he, like you know, like um, I think you said this in the past, but you know, um, if he continues to like fight irresponsibly to try to rely off of what the referee to basically save him in certain situations when he clinches a lot, um. Uh, that's gonna be like a recipe for disaster for him, you know, like you know, to get knocked out, you know, in the future. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be a recipe for disaster per se. I just think that when he's doing that, other fighters that have some goddamn sense are gonna like, for example, Tank. Tank is like people talk about Shakur or whatever. Like, bro, Tank is a mean dude, and and and, and Tank is a mean dude. And and the thing is, when you put him or Devin Haney in a position where they might fuck around and lose, they're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that doesn't happen. And when Shakur gets uncomfortable, he cries for the ref. He's trying like the old and does bullshit. Like Devin Haney is better in the clinch than Shakur Stevenson. And Tank, Tank doesn't need to clinch. If you try to clinch Tank, he's going to hit you in the goddamn liver. He's going to like get off. Like, like the moment, because the thing is, Shakur has short arms. Tank has short arms. Devin Haney will keep Shakur on the outside for the most part and try to counter him and be a big man. He'll be a big man and throw the overhand right and uppercuts like he always does to smaller opponents. Tank, bro, like, all Tank needs is one shot. 
And dudes, dudes gotta stop. Dudes gotta stop thinking that. Oh, Shakur, dude, his boxing skills don't translate to a chin, bro. His boxing skills don't translate to a vest over his liver, bro. If he tries to put tech, tech is gonna punch, and it's and it's gonna be bad. And we're gonna see what he's really made of. And then, and like and like you were saying with the referee, if tech does something that he thinks is illegal, and he looks to the referee, and the referee doesn't say shit, and the time he's communicating with the referee, tech will close the distance and hit him. People, people think that I don't know what it is because Tank Tank doesn't move because he hasn't fought anybody. But Tank is fast. Tank is very fast. Tank is faster than Shakur on the feet and on the hand. Shakur has a very high ring IQ and is fast enough. But the reality is, like, I know Tank can't fight nobody, but like, he knows Shakur, bro. <laughs> and honestly, Tank has a better resume than Shakur still. So I really, I really, I, I can't stand these dudes coming out of nowhere. Oh my God, Shakur destroys everyone. He's the closest thing to Mayweather. Based off of what? <laughs> Based off of what? Do you think Mayweather will be going 12 rounds between 126 and 130? Mayweather will cook his entire resume, bro. <laughs> Man. Um, I was actually talking with like, uh, Man, who is that one fighter that I, um, I think I think I was talking with Zarina back 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 in the past, but um, she um, she's a female fighter that's a uh, part of you know you know Rolando's camp, um, right. uh, Romero's camp. I think I think she trains with Coach Bola, but um, she has like her own stable of people that she trains with. But she was telling me at, at the Mayweather gym. Um, they have like the doghouse rules, right, for sparring, and yeah. um, a lot of those guys be like trying to impress Floyd Mayweather, so they could try to get their fighters signed or try to get like part of what the Mayweather crew. But what ends up happening is that they basically beat each other up to the point where they they basically end up hurting one another, you know, where their careers get damaged, and you know they're just not you know, really not the same person anymore. And, um, it, like, I think it's, you know, starting to become, like, a trend now where a lot of people think, like, these fighters can, like, emulate Mayweather, but it's, like, they're not willing to, like, actually be confident, you know, whenever big fights happen. And um, I just find it insane because, you know, um, a lot of what the Mayweather, you know, promoted fighters or just hype jobs, per se, like, you know, they've never delivered. You know any of the you know Mayweather like protege, you know accolades to ever be close, you know to. Um, I mean, as as far as doghouse shit is concerned, like that's number one. That's Mayweather just like entertaining himself with other fighters, in addition to maybe something like whenever someone has a beat, they settle it with doghouse folks. That's that's what that is. If people want to take that shit to their gyms and use that, that's their prerogative. But yeah, generally speaking, that's not a good fucking idea. Because, you know, the brain is not meant to be hit. So if you can minimize that over a career, then that's that's that's, that's the best thing possible. And sometimes injuries happen in sparring. Like 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 uh like the, the course the course of boxing was forever changed when Spence got his retina uh, torn, you know? So they gotta be careful with that doghouse bullshit. I mean, you can do it, but not for everybody. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, like, I, like, like, 
to me, like, like how I see some of these sparring videos where people just try to like screw screw over, like you know, with their sparring partner and try to like fight dirty and shit. Um, I feel like that should be like a penalty or some shit like that, where like like um like a fighter should be able to like sue like another fighter if they try to go overboard because like like uh, some of these fighters just really don't have any control when it comes to like sparring but it's like you know in a real fight they'll be like the first ones to like start rabbit punching you and treating you you know unfair in a fight because it's like you know they think you know they're the ultimate badass i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily like mention I wouldn't necessarily do lawsuits because they both, everyone at the boxing gym signed waivers because death is a possibility. Actually, anybody at any gym signs a waiver because the gym doesn't want to be liable if you slip on a banana peel and like bust your shit. So, you know, like, I, I, I don't know about lawsuits, but they should be smart. Like, like, for example, it's just like when, when people say, oh my God, Terrence Crawford is knocking out heavyweights in sparring. Like, no, not. Like, oh, shit. Shakur Stevenson is destroying heavyweights in his sport. Like, bro, do you think Jared Anderson is in there fucking loading up on Shakur Stevenson in anybody ass? Like, no. That's, they don't They do not do that. It's just like, no, like, it's just like when they were like, oh, my God, Canelo's dominating Frank Sanchez in sport. No, Frank Sanchez is not loading up on Canelo Alvarez. He's a damn money bank. I'm about to load up and, and, risk, and risk his health. <laughs> so dudes, dudes just gotta be responsible now. Just gotta be. Men just gotta fight. And that's how that shit gotta go. But other than that, be responsible. You can be responsible as far. Yeah, but it's like, you know, like if somebody tries to have like actual beef with you, and let's just say, like, you know, you knock out some professional fighter that wants beef with you, does that make you liable as a person that that's not like, you know, into boxing? <laughs> That person is that person is responsible. That, that person is responsible for their career. And if they get knocked out by a civilian and look stupid, that's all them. Like nobody nobody told you that. Like if you like if you agree to spar Charlie Zelenov and he gets off a lucky uppercut and lights your shit up, you look dumb. That's on you. No one told you to spar Charlie Zelenov. Like nobody told you to do that. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, because I've seen some of those like weird ass people that try to fight professional fighters, and then some some of them end up being very successful, but most of the time they get knocked the fuck out. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, like, like if you're like a forty year old, like like uh, Hank Lundy or some shit, and you're sparring some kid with only a little bit of boxing experience, you get knocked out. That's not an accomplishment. You're forty. Like, you know, the dude is 40, but, you know, if you're, if you're some professional actively fighting and you let some kid get over on you, that's, that's you being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to switch uh, topics and um, I was going to also talk about uh, some of the other fight cards with um, Jojo Diaz versus Zepeda. Um, uh, um, um, who do you got in that? I got Zepeda by decision. Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is Zepeda's fight to lose. I mean, Jojo Diaz is more experienced. But Jojo Diaz can be outthrown. 
Uh, and, and for some reason, they're the Southpaws. Like, like that kind of remind me of Vidal Harris. They, I mean, well, at least uh, uh, Jojo Diaz does. He, he suffered with beating other Southpaws. He suffered. Like, he got, he got a draw against Magatop. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He doesn't. He doesn't look comfortable. He looks like whenever someone outthinks him from from a southpaw school of boxing, he get he gets really um, hesitant and he looks really uh, defeated coming into the fights. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's, that's, just, that's, just, that's just how he does things. Unfortunately, I mean, don't get me wrong. He does a lot of good strong punches on the inside. He goes to the body very well. He has you know decent uppercuts. We got you know, but he's uh, fought the better opposition. So it looks like Savita has the power there, but I think they're probably like, you know, Savita's not that good. I mean, uh, Rene, Rene Alvarado was getting in his ass the last fight. He had him walking yeah. on the road. <laughs> Man, Zapata was getting his ass beat up. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not, I don't think, I don't think Savita's afraid about decision because of how I've seen JoJo Diaz fight style fought. Zapata uh, throws a lot of punches. And also, either rising star on his own, so when they're fattening up, that might be a decent, uh, a decent sacrifice if ever anything comes back. So, uh, yeah, I think that Jojo Diaz probably has to knock his ass out to win it. Yeah. I think, I think Jojo Diaz's career is basically done. Um, if he loses to a Zapata, in my opinion, but, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not against of him facing all the other lightweights, but, I mean, if you're Jojo Diaz, like, who would be your valuable win at lightweight if you had like a chance to be able to beat them? Well, that's what the JoJo Diaz. I don't think he'd be done because he's only got three losses. I mean, what, he's only got two losses, and he's never had a national. Like he's never like he's like he's like Danny Garcia and Sean Paul. Like he's never had a national. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But, like, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So I don't think that his career will be over. I think he just got to train harder, develop some new techniques, and uh, he's improved. He needs to he needs to change as a fighter. Yo, Devin, Devin, Devin was getting frustrated that fight. He was about to like fight dirty against JoJo, and I was like, Devin, <laughs> just like throw some low blows on him, dude. <laughs> well, that's what well, that's what JoJo Diaz said. Though. JoJo Diaz was like, you better pretend that we have a good referee because I'm gonna get dirty on you. And, uh, and JoJo, even JoJo Diaz, that's the only way you can win the fight. Yeah, um, I remember at one point in time. Uh, you know, when I used Twitter for like, the first time, right? And I basically said to Jojo Diaz, like, um, on Twitter, like, you know, I was being stupid at the time. Like, I like I think I was at, you know, um, in my last year of high school, senior year. And I basically asked him, um, why do you fight dirty sometimes, you know, in your fights? And, you know, Jojo, Jojo was telling me, like, um, I get frustrated whenever people piss me off, you know, in certain fights. And I was like... Really? So that means that you know you just admitted being like a dirty fighter. <laughs> but yeah, Jojo Jojo has like no class when he starts fighting dirty. Like even in like, the fights where he was getting his butt whooped, like Gary Russell, 
Um, he tried being dirty to Gary, and and Gary was dog walking him, like like a the like a like a like a oh shit, um, the entire fight, and um, it was just funny because it's like you know whenever he tried doing that, like he just kept getting beat up, you know, every time he tried, you know, just pulling some dirty shit on you. And people pretty much know, you know, with all due respect, people much know what what they're gonna get when it comes to, you know, Mexican pressure fighters. That's ultimately what Joe Diaz is. Like he can box better than a typical Mexican pressure fighter, don't get it twisted. But at the end of the day, that's that's kind of what he is. So people understand what he's about, how he's gonna come from with. And unfortunately, he hasn't been able to turn it out. He hasn't, he hasn't been able to apply that pressure punch with both hands. He hasn't been able to get the round and actually turn it. He hasn't been in a position to actually, you know, apply some of the apply some of his actual boxing talent with his pressure. He hasn't been in that position. Yeah. Um. I guess uh, the real question is, is like, if he had more power. Like almost closest to like Javante Tank Davis type hour. Do do you think that you know he would have been able to stop you know like a lot more people you know you know with the style that he has? Oh well, hell yeah! I mean, you got Tank power, yeah. He probably would probably be undefeated right goddamn now. I mean, people was talking about people was talking about Gary Russell Jr. versus Tank, and I'm like, yeah, maybe when Tank was 18. I was also going to say, why not have Gary Russell fight Jojo Diaz after this fight? Gary Russell could have like, easily turned in. <laughs> oh, wait, say that like again? I uh, don't think I heard you. 
But yeah, uh, you know, like my whole take on it is that um, basically like Gary Russell screwed himself over in so many fights where he could have been very valuable. Uh, but uh, like, like honestly, like Gary, Gary basically just didn't want to put himself in there, you know, you know, with like the highest risk, you know, to be coming in, you know. Um, I, I don't think I can hear you. Uh, can you hear me? No. Um, I don't think I can hear you. Uh, do you have... Uh, hold on. Uh, try, um, try coming out and coming back in if you can. But, I'll just, uh, finish up, like, my point. Um... Yeah, like I think uh, Gary Gary Russell, like he could have been like a way bigger marketized attraction if he just took the risk to just go over and beat up on, you know, all the best level, you know, like opponents. But it's just like, you know, he like he just never decided to take the risk to begin with anyway. And I think I think that's what caused Gary to be like very uh, Terrence Crawford ish to just never take the risk to begin with. But, you know, that's his biggest issue. He just doesn't want to, you know, be that type of, you know, you know, risky level, you know, fighter to try to go after like, the big opportunities to be, you know, um, um, successful as a fighter. But either way, um, oh, is that a kick you? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, try, yeah, try coming back in. Try coming back in. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was uh, that was mad funny. (laughs) Yeah, like I was like, you know, just have those type of conversations, just crapping on fighters that were just blowing like their opportunities to to be great. Yeah, man, Gary Gary Russell, he you know, he's definitely like the type of fighter where he's just not doing anything good. But I don't like I don't even know what to say. But uh, yeah, man, that, that was hilarious. But um, yeah, with all the other fights that are going on, man, uh, we got plenty of good. Looking forward to seeing Troy Isley versus um, Quincy Lavalle. I think that fight is absolutely lit and um who's the other fight um i like to see duke reagan versus uh luis lebron i think that's going to be a very good fight by the way and um yeah there's plenty of good fights especially on the roma card but i'm definitely looking forward to it man yeah let me uh, put the link in the chat and you know if you're still here be uh just you know, go through like yeah, just go click on like the link and just join in through the chat. I can hopefully I can put it in. Wait, hold on. Uh private chat now. Damn it, man. Hold on. I'll be right back. I'll just uh, come out of here. And uh I will put it right here. Uh, um, 
I got the link on the chat. I just put it there right now for anybody that wants to join in. So, you know, join in if you guys want to. And uh, I will bring you guys in. Um, yeah, hold on. Yeah, Hold on. All right. All right, there we go. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm back. All right. Yeah, but um, uh, like, uh, what were you saying, like, about Gary Russell? <laughs> no, I was, saying, I was saying that Gary Russell's had multiple opportunities to do a bunch of shit that he hasn't done. But also, my thing is, like I said, if you are demanding a massive payday because you're not you're you're afraid that you might take some damage, and you're not willing to work your way up towards that, then man, get the fuck out of the sport, bro. Because <laughs> like right now, Keith Thurman, I don't know if done this. Like Keith Thurman, I put it on Twitter. Keith Thurman could be like the young prospect killer right now. He can make his name as like the prospect killer. He could be fighting Stanley He could be fighting Boots. He could be doing all this shit. But instead, he's like, oh, I need a big bag. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, well, then just go, bro. Because how you going to lose the Pacquiao, come back against Barrios from the title eliminator, and then demand 10 million? Nigga, who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, like, like, oh, Pacquiao. Pacquiao did numbers because Pacquiao. That wasn't Keith Thurman carrying that shit. Barrios was, Barrios was trash. I'm sorry. I'm like, not a trash fighter, but Barrios, like, the fight. Like, nobody cared because we knew... Like, people thought that Barrios might get the upset, but Barrios and Keith Thurman individually are not draws. Yeah. <laughs> They're not. And, and, and there's no there's no disrespect in saying that. Barrios got big off tank, and Keith Thurman got big because at once he was the man. Uh, at one point he was the man, but then now he's acting, he acting funny. <laughs> yeah. Um... Talking about, talking about, I, need, I need $10 because I might have, like, basically, that's what it is. When a fighter asks... For an exorbitant amount of cash for specific fights, they don't have any confidence in themselves, and, that, and that's the that's the matter of the situation. Because me, if I was fighting the type of person I am, I know I'm not a professional fighter, but the type, the kind of person I am, I'm thinking, okay, this is all the more incentive for me to win to get the bigger paydays. I need to run these people over so I can so I can demand more every single time. And and, and, and honestly, if he was the champ when he was the champ, if he had actually fought Errol Spence. You might have to yeah. <laughs> um. Honestly, like I don't, I don't even know how Keith Thurman is, you know, ever gonna get back up on top because it's like he's just like kind of making himself look vulnerable now. Because at this point, it's like you know he's been out of the ring since February, and you know we're now heading into like eight months, and at this point, Keith Thurman could have been. You know, taking out Stan Jonas and Boots and all the other guys, but it's like I think I think Keith Thurman is is, is like going to get sacrificed, you know, pretty soon. But I just don't know how that works. Keith, Keith, Keith Thurman, like it's it's nobody's fault that after the Pacquiao L, you took a bunch of time off and the division fucked around and got good. That's nobody's fault but your own. Like, you took that time off, and now the division is stacked with murderers. You did that to yourself. You could have been in a position to fight a Jamal James 
or or somebody more your speed. But you fucked up. You took a grip of time off, and now the division is full of is full of is full of killers. That's that is what it is, TV baby. You gotta put in some work. <laughs> yeah, but um, at what point does Keith Thurman lose again? Like that's what I'm trying to figure out. If we fight any of the top five, his ass is grass. Tanz Crawford whooped that ass. Errol Spence Jr. whooped that ass. Uh, Boots definitely whooped that ass. His best chance is against Daniel. He probably don't want to fight him. I think Daniel probably beat him. Like, if you fight on him, he's going to the body. And everybody know that. And Daniel has clicked that level one time. Daniel is much harder. Yeah, Stanionis could very well uh, be like be like one of the biggest, you know, upset like alerts to beat Keith Thurman. But now that I'm thinking about it, um, uh, didn't I just hear that Errol Spence tried to, you know, uh, for what? No, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, like I heard that Errol Spence is trying to, um, um, he's trying to get the WBC franchise title to basically um like what like not have Keith Thurman fight him, right? Uh I haven't heard that, but um that makes a lot of sense because he said he wasn't fighting Keith because Keith was acting like a bitch white well, champion. So that makes a lot of sense. I don't know like we he, they got three mandatories that are about to the two other mandatories that are about to be mandated. I don't know why the WBC can't even calm the fuck down. IBF hasn't had a mandatory on Spence since Ocampo, and the WBO is trying to consolidate. So the, the WBC needs to sit their greedy ass down somewhere. Through them out always trying to always trying to come up on some shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is like I think I think I think what's gonna end up happening um, in the welterweight division is that um Aerosmith is gonna move up. Uh, Virgil Ortiz is probably going to end up fighting. Um, honestly, that's going to be very interesting. I don't know who Virgil's going to fight unless he fights Keith Thurman for the vacant belt for the WBC, but I don't think that's going to happen. And on top of that, couldn't couldn't Stan Jonas fight Ugas for the WBA, right? Uh, like I'm not too sure, but that might be a possible fight. And then after that, uh, I think Jerron Ennis he'll he'll probably end up fighting for the vacant IBF belt. And then the WBO obviously Crawford, but yeah, I think I think 147 is gonna look a lot better once Errol Spence you know ends up you know leaving, even though the Crawford duffel, but. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah look, I don't know if you heard that, but yeah, I think I think uh, Crawford Crawford is kind of shooting himself in the foot right now because I don't know how the hell he's gonna ever get his uh, ten million dollars from Black Prime because, like, you know, like uh, now, like I'm hearing this, like this whole Black Prime shit, like, uh, like other. Uh, trying to get like a loan to try to find like the money but it's like I don't think Crawford is really going to get 10 million dollars I think that fight's gonna fall through so I think honestly that's probably what's gonna end up happening but I don't 
I don't think it's a loan. I think someone is investing on the premise that they may get their money back through revenue generation, which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, if Crawford breaks even with Venezian, then does that fulfill, you know, the, the contractual liability for Black Prime? Well, I don't know what their contracts are. I don't know who the fuck is funding this, but I shit. I mean, like I said, best of luck. I hope I hope they get paid or whatever. But I ain't trying to hear shit else from Terrence Crawford, bro. You had the biggest fight. You had the welterweight crown on the line. You ducked it. I don't want to really hear from you again. I'm good. Retired. Yeah. Terrence but, Crawford got three, three paths to redemption. You fight Spence. You fight Boots, or you retire. I ain't trying to hear shit else. Yeah, um, I was gonna ask you like I uh, heard like you know what you said on Artman's you know channel about the um, blue blood situation. Um, what exactly did uh, blue blood get into with like, the whole you know conversation with Black Crab? Well, uh, some of the stuff he said was just was was disingenuous, and some of it was inaccurate. He was saying that the reason why Thurman, Charlo, uh, Adrian Broner, and Crawford were unsuccessful securing fight. Well, he said they were unsuccessful securing fights, and PBC has no fights and has no money for them. And it's like that's not true. <laughs> Adrian Broner, Adrian Broner, Jamal Charlo, and Terrence Crawford had fights. They had fights. They had opponents. They had dates, and they had purses. They all pulled out. And Thurman wants too much money. And what's funny is that Blue Blood accused PBC of not having enough money to pay Crawford. But then he said the reason why he didn't approach Thurman Crowley, uh, he, why he didn't approach Thurman or Crowley for uh, were, uh, for Bud was because they asked for too much money. So I'm like, basically, BLK Prime is no different than PBC. You 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 complained at them for not having enough money for Terrence Crawford, but then at the same time, you just said you don't have enough money for Keith Thurman. So y'all doing the same shit. Yeah, I I, I like I see like. Originally, I was thinking like Blue Blood was just kind of like saying like certain lies to like keep Black Prime's, you know, business partnership, you know, intact. But, you know, I just think honestly, like, you know, it's just poor misinformation because he's like basically saying a certain narrative that doesn't act very truthful. And then on top of that, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but Blue Blood is walking a very careful line here. Blue Blood is a member of the LDBC. Terrence Crawford fans hate the LDBC. So he's yeah. walking a very, a very tight and careful line here because the, the reality of the situation is he ha Terrence Crawford is his entryway into boxing. Uh, 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 Bob Aram used Terrence Crawford to strike a deal with ESPN. Terrence Crawford used himself and the potential of a Spence fight to leverage uh, good money for trash opposition. So at this point, Blue Blood has to publicly assure the LDBC that he's on some pro-black shit while at the same time <laughs> defending Terrence Crawford and making Terrence Crawford happy. So he has to walk a very careful line as far as public relations. Now, to the to the regular average ignorant person, he really said some shit. But to me, who knows a, a thing or two about boxing and a, and a thing or two about how business usually works is he contradicted himself. Not to mention, Bud fucked his whole shit up when he first said he agreed to everything, and then he said he didn't agree to anything. Why would you do that? If, if there was nothing that PPC could offer Bud, if they had nothing for Bud, what the hell did Bud agree to? Why? Because the only thing, like, people got to understand. Terrence Crawford ain't been talking. 
The last time we heard from Terrence Crawford, he said that he agreed to everything on the contract. That's the last public statement Terrence Crawford made. Everybody else was talking either for Terrence or about Terrence. Yeah. So I'm going based off of what the man said. The man said he agreed. So what I want to know is, what did he agree to? And can't nobody answer me. Not Terrence Crawford not going to answer me. Blue Blood not going to answer me. Nobody going to answer me. Because the reality is, he got everything he wanted. He didn't want the goddamn fight. And I don't understand why people why people can't accept that shit. Keith Thurman don't Keith Thurman don't want to fight nobody, and, and we can keep it real about that. Keith Thurman is half black. Keith Thurman, everybody understands that Keith Thurman do not want to fight nobody for real unless it's a major bag. Because the reality is, his next opponent might retire that ass. Everybody can be honest <laughs> about that, but we can't be honest about that with Terrence Crawford. Why? What if Terrence Crawford done to where we all have to like, like? Uh, say again. I said, what has Terrence Crawford done to be like where like we all have to like protect him and love him and worship him and like all the stuff? Like, I appreciate the fact that he's an African American fighter. I really do. But you gotta pay what you weigh, bro. And and I don't understand why Terrence Crawford cannot be objectively criticized. Terrence Crawford has never given us a fight we legitimately wanted to see. Yeah. Terrence Crawford has never given us a fight where we can like really pick against him. It's just like, bro, like I just like I don't know, man. It's whatever, but you're not gonna do that pro black shit to me because Errol Spence is also Yeah. Uh, but I just, oh, go ahead. Um, I was just gonna add in like I just didn't like the misinformation that Blue Blood was saying because like like uh, when I started talking, you know, like against that, people wanted to say to me, like, Oh no nah, man, that's not true, blah blah blah. Terrence Crawford is just basically getting his money, blah, blah, blah. Well, if that's not the case and Blue Blood is not, you know, spreading any misinformation, then he should have, you know, heavily, like, heavily um, encouraged Terrence Crawford to go after Errol Spence because Terrence Crawford has no excuse to fighting David Avenezian. And then on top of that, why would you lie to the audience to say that Crawford and Spence could be happening? But on top of that, turn up, turn a blind eye, and then say, "Oh well, Crawford, Crawford, it, Crawford comes to say that he, that he signed his the um his um his um his um end of the deal to you know have up the fight made with Spence." But on top of that, you know, um, Crawford, Crawford just doesn't end up speaking up the truth, and you try to basically fool you know what the audience to say that. You know that Crawford and Spence is going to happen, but then try to say like, "Oh well, but the fight's going to be held up to to like early 2023 or into like the near future." And it's like, no, but the truth, but the truth of what the matter is that Crawford and Spence, like, you know, will never happen because it's like Crawford, Crawford could have fought Spence right now, uh, but it's like, like, um, why do we have to wait? You know, basically a lot longer. For Crawford to basically have like a quote-unquote tuna with David Avenison, who wasn't really active at all heading into 2022 that much, and even in 2021, I think he only had like two or three fights. But still, David David Avenison did not do anybody notable to be considered for like a Crawford fight. So the only You're reason, right. why, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The only reason why Crawford picked Avenison was because. They were already working something out behind closed doors 
And I even said it on various channels, Crawford Union Avenue has fighter insurance to basically use them, uh, like, you know, um, as like a monetary backup to say, okay, well, you know, I'm basically going to screw myself to Duff Spence. So I'll just go Avenues and just say that Spence Duff me. So this is basically like my stay busy fight or I'll just lie to say, I'm still going to fight Spence, but I'm going to use Avenues and as like a, you know, excuse to say, well, Spence, you know, didn't want to work, you know, work well about the business with me. So Avenues is just uses like a, you know, like a quote unquote tuna. And, you know, Crawford, Crawford just basically, but you know, stolen out Spence and he's pissing him off at the same time. Well, look, I'm going to say, I'm, so I'm going to say two things. Number one, Avenizian is a shitty tune-up for Spence because number one, he's not good. Number two, he's a year younger than Terrence Crawford. And number three, he's not even a fucking Southpaw. So that's bullshit. Uh, number <laughs> two, number two, Terrence Crawford could have taken the Spence fight and still done the BLK deal. Yeah. That's, that's what people don't understand. Terrence, you could take the Spence fight and still do the BLK Prime deal. So people keep taking, making it seem like he had to pick one or the other. No, he could have fought Spence and still done the BLK Prime deal. Them niggas got Adrian Brunner fighting three times in 12 months. They ain't going nowhere. They gonna have that money again. <laughs> if, if, if all this money is really, really real, they could have waited on Terrence Crawford. All they got is Brunner. And, 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 and to keep it 100, we don't even know if Brunner really gonna fight. Broner pulled out of his last fight talking about mental health issues, which I now think might have been something else. But yeah. we don't know, we, we don't even know if Adrian Broner's gonna fight. He's very out of shape. He's not he's not a, he's not even close to at weight. So we don't know what division he's fighting in, if he's gonna fight, where he's gonna fight. So like I said, you got two of the most business illiterate and uh, you know people in boxing, and you talking about they really about to like do something. It's like bro, like you don't know. Oh man, that's gonna be so funny, and and I, I don't know why Black Prime would even pick up Crawford and AB, because if they're gonna build them up to fight each other, then that means Spence to just move up to fifty four, and let's just say if Crawford and Broner they do fight each other, um, how does that help their career as a fighter? Like <laughs> they both get paid and and rob and rob the fucking bank like they've been doing, like Terrence Crawford. If you really want to keep it 100, he was robbing the fuck out of ESPN for the opposition that he's had. <laughs> like, he, he's gotten paid a lot of money not doing any fucking thing. Like, not doing anything at all. So, like, yeah, like, so, I mean, like I said, they're going to get paid good. And that's all, that's all cheesy. But outside of that, we're not getting shit. And what's funny is that Black Prime is supposed to be, like, changing the game. They're supposed to be doing something innovative. They're supposed to be fixing fixing what's broken in boxing or whatever. And no, you're just you're just giving us pay-per-views that we also don't want to see. But you're like, well, basically, Blue Blood is like a PBC gonna do it. Goddammit, we gonna do it. And that's cool. I'm, I'm <laughs> all I'm all good with niggas getting paper. That's perfectly fine with me. But man, I want to get paid. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm all I'm, I'm I'm cool. But don't don't try don't try to lie. And make it seem like this is something that it's not. Because number one, BLK Prime is not a black-owned business. I will yeah, say that. It's not, it's not a black-owned business. Not that that matters. But number two, like, 
PBC is black owned, but no, number two, like what you're saying is not true. Like Jamal Charlo had a back injury and multiple legal issues. Uh, 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 Adrian Broner had a fucking mental health crisis, and he and keep in mind, Adrian Broner pulled out like a week before the fight. Yeah, yeah. Terrence Crawford refused to sign the contract, and Keith Thurman again. Keith Thurman, like like Blue Blood said, Keith Thurman wants too much money to participate in fights. So I'm like, you question PBC's logic, but even you didn't touch a fighter because they asked for too much money. Shit, why why is that why is that crazy for Terrence Crawford? Terrence Crawford was allegedly in that bitch asking for 22 fucking million, nigga. <laughs> are you are you are you insane? 22 expense. He was at, he, he, uh, uh, according to reports from a, a boxing scribe that's familiar with negotiations that did an interview, he came in the office initially asking for $22 million. Get the fuck out of here. And they finally ended up talking him down to 8.5 plus the back end. Keep in mind, this is the largest, wow. guarantee, this, is the largest guarantee, this is the largest guarantee that he's ever gotten in his entire life. He got like six to seven million to fight Porter. So they were about to give him 8.5 plus, I believe, 35% of the back end. I'm not sure about the 35%, but I can confirm the 8.5 is the figure I heard. So I'm just like, bro, you. So that's how that's how I know that the fight not going to happen, bro. Because you could have had that 8.5 plus whatever Spence generated, whooped his ass, and then you could have signed with Black Prime. And dude, you would have had the yeah, entire You would have made like 30 to almost like $50 million. It's not even it's not even the money at that point. You would have taken the entire welterweight division over to Black Prime. That means anybody that yeah, won a welterweight title gotta yeah, go to so Black Prime. So good. That would have put Black Prime on the map. But they knew they knew they knew that Terrence Crawford they they knew that Terrence Crawford never planned on fighting Errol Spence and they taking advantage. They taking advantage just like Terrence Crawford is taking advantage his entire career. And it's cool, it's cool, homie. Just say, but just say that shit. Say, be, keep it real. It's just like Ryan Garcia doing with Tank. Every time Ryan Garcia is about to have a bullshit fight, he starts sucking Tank dick. He, oh, I'm going to fight Tank. I'm going to fight Tank. I'm going to fight Tank. Oh, oh, negotiations. Oh, oh, the zone can't make the fight. Oh, showtime. I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up, man. You fought Fortuna with no problems. You fought Fortuna. And, and, and then, like, Jojo Diaz, also good. Fortuna's a bad example. Jojo Diaz fought uh, Ramakoff on Showtime and then came right back to the zone to fight again. And he's a goddamn golden boy fighter. And so is Ryan Garcia. So I don't want to hear no bullshit excuses, man. Yeah, you don't want to fight. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he don't, he yeah. don't want to fight Tank, bro. That's just it. He's doing what Terrence Crawford has done. And, he, and he's doing what Tyson Fury did. After the first <laughs> Wilder fight, after the first Wilder fight, they were supposed to run that smoke back, but Tyson Fury bullshitted around and got in two other fights. He, he leveraged, he leveraged. Uh, oh, I can fight Wilder again on ESPN because uh, we got to draw that one time. He he leveraged that shit into getting more money out of Bob Barham than he was supposed to, and he got two bullshit fights. He fought fucking Otto Wall in his war. It's like, bro, these tactics is shit. Terrence Crawford learned at top rank. And and that's and that's 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 all that's all he's doing, bro. He's he's leveraging the situation. So so when he goes to promoters, he can be like, well, you know, there's always the Spence fight, and you're gonna make a lot of money, so you gotta give me a big ass guarantee because I'm gonna bring the Spence fight. He never was planning on bringing the Spence fight, bro. <laughs> he never he, he never and, and you know and I and I feel bad. I'm I'm going extra hard because I was the I I was wrong. I thought Terrence Crawford really wanted to smoke. My dumbass. And, and keep in mind, I recanted this statement after I saw Castano, Charlo V. Castano too. My dumbass said in a Twitter space that Terrence Crawford could beat 
uh, Jamel Charlo with my whole chest. Now, I and, th and I said this at one point because I really believed in Terrence Crawford, but but after after Castano too, I changed my mind on that. But now, yeah, nah, man. <laughs> but now, now, nah, like even, nah. even 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 Terrence Crawford doesn't think he uh, doesn't think he beats uh, Errol Spence. And you notice while he was negotiating with Errol Spence and shit, he was talking about Charlo. What the fuck you talking about Charlo for? <laughs> what are you talking about Charlo for? He's in a division above you. He's already undisputed. You think the negotiations is going to go better with Charlo? Number one, Charlo does not like you. Number two, Charlo has smart people around him. Number three, Charlo is an asshole. He will screw you harder than Errol Spence did. Like if you try to negotiate with Charlo, you think you're gonna get you think you're gonna get 8.5 million? No, Charlo gonna fuck you super hard because he does not like you, bro. And then and, and now and, and like I said, after Castano too, Charlo will kick your ass, dog. Charlo will probably knock you the smooth the fuck out of here, dude. Cause you're gonna you gonna try to get in there and bang with Charlo. Your shots aren't gonna your shots might get him off balance, but they're not gonna hurt him. They're not gonna wobble him, and he's gonna bang right back and he's gonna see bro, he'll smoke your ass, dog. Like, man. It's... Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna he's gonna beat the living crap out of him. And, and, and the thing is, Bud knows that. Cause the fact that you're not willing to fight Spence tells me you don't wanna fuck with Charlo. I mean, personally, I think I think Spence is probably the better fighter, because even Charlo don't want to fuck with Spence. Spence was like, oh, yeah, after I moved to 140, uh, 154, I can fight Charlo. Charlo talking that we friends bullshit. I'm like, nah, I know what that means. That means that means somebody was over there getting bullied and sparring. <laughs> any, any, anytime, anytime somebody start talking that friendship shit, that means somebody getting bullied. That means somebody was getting their ass whooped and sparring. That's all that means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 that's all it means. Yeah, like, I want to see Charlo just move up to 50 to to uh 160 and then um i don't know you know i don't know what jamal's gonna do but i think jamal should just go up to the go up to 68 and let spence get undisputed at at a 154 because 154 is gonna be like wide open like nah i think charlo i think because because big charlo got some business to handle big charlo he should try to clip adamez he should try to get selecki adamez and triple g and then be out as long as he can make the way comfortably i think big charlo what he should do is because because you can't because errol spence if you let all the belts go errol spence is, is gonna it's gonna take years to get undisputed at 154 again so i think we should do <clears throat> i think what errol spence should do errol spence should go to 154 make danny garcia too knock him the fuck out and uh and then um and then and then and then he should and then and then charlo i uh, want charlo get finished with timothy make that fight don't be a bitch charlo help your brother get some bread y'all both make a gang of money and then and then if you if you fucking lose then you know spence can be undisputed and then you can move up away it's fine and then if you win you beat errol spence and errol spence you know fucking errol spence will just will fight somebody else he'll fight keith Thurman at 154 he'll fight i don't know maybe fucking terrence crawford will grow a sack after seeing errol spence lose once and maybe fight him and then get beat up so you know it just it, it just it just depends but yeah that's a good fight they need to go ahead and get that money while it's hot shit i would do it you know and I not to mention and, and not to mention jamel charlo already has a loss like i understand it was like a bullshit loss don't get me wrong like you arguably won but you already have a loss but and the good thing is like if the, the middleweight division is weak as fuck, so if people see Charlo get beat up, they're gonna be less inclined to duck him, and he's gonna whoop a lot of ass he wouldn't have got to whoop. That's why people are scared of Jamal Charlo because they've never seen him lose. Like they've seen him look vulnerable, but they've never seen him lose. And you notice, even though even even though like the Montiel fight was whatever, nobody at middleweight is calling out Charlo. 
nobody at middleweight is like, oh yeah, I want the Charlo fight. Like nobody is saying that shit. Yeah, so people don't want it. <laughs> yeah, so so despite casuals talking that shit, real boxing people know what Jamal Charlo is. So they know it's not sweet. They know it's not a game. Uh, Benavidez is talking that shit because he all, he always fights people that come up from 154. Like his last three fights are niggas that came up two divisions. Like fight somebody your size, nigga. Like he didn't he, he didn't oh. even want to fight Andre. Fucking Samson gets on gets on the internet talking about, oh yeah, we'll fight Canelo for no matter what the money is, but we need seven million for Andre. What? <laughs> From little ass middleweight Android, you 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 got a guy over there. That's supposed to be, you got a guy over there that's supposed to be fighting a cruiserweight, and you need seven million for Android, bro. Man, <laughs> get that oh, bullshit out of here. Uh, did you see that blue blood video where he, um, where um, I believe he was talking to Samson, right? Um, um, he looks like that, you know, white looking dude, right? But. He he was saying that David that David Morrell could potentially be facing uh David Benavidez um, in May, right? They should both fight next. David Morrell got a good opponent up. He's an undefeated uh, Russian dude, so he, that dude's got a little bit of hype on him. I think Morrell yeah. should beat him probably by decision, if if not knockout, because that dude's very slow. But we don't know what his chin is like. Um, but yeah, David Morrell gonna beat that dude. And uh, and 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 then fucking uh, Benavidez is fighting goddamn Uskadi next. So hell yeah, they both ain't got no excuse. <laughs> people, 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 people keep, keep talking all this shit about um, about how Morel Camp said they weren't ready. I'm like, bro, because they have they have good smoke lined up. David Benavidez is unfortunately I, like he's Shady. the boogeyman, but at the same time, like you get nothing from fighting him really because he's stupid and lost his belt. So that's on him. He's 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 kind of like. He's kind of like the Andre of that division where he's just languishing. I mean, he has some decent wins, but nobody special. But I, like I said, I, I'm going to say this. The first person that fights David Benavidez, like they are not afraid of him, are, is going to beat him. Yeah, I think uh, all, all Benavidez has right now is the fear factor. The people see the fear factor. Benavidez is there to be hit. Yes, he is fast. Yes, he's strong. Yes, he has a good gas tank and stuff, but his boxing ability is not all there, and he is there to be hit. You just have to apply enough pressure to get him up off you. You have to hit him hard enough to get him up off you. And 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 personally, I'm not saying that I'm not giving a prediction right now because the fight might not ever be made, but people think that Benavidez will run Charlo over. That shit isn't sweet. Because Charlo, Big Charlo is undefeated right now. And if you put him in a situation where he feels like he's going to get, he's going to lose or get knocked out, he will brawl, goddammit. <laughs> he, he's not, he's not like, he's not like Jamel that had trouble letting his hands go on Castano. If Jamal was at 154 fighting Castano, Castano would have got put the fuck to sleep. <laughs> Like people, people, people think Maul is a game because his career has been languishing. I'm like, no, bro. And now that he's back at camp, hopefully he's got his back together and regulated his his wife issues. He can watch, bro. He's gonna come back and 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 motherfuckers gonna be talking that same shit. Oh, uh, uh, he he's not a draw. Uh, he doesn't deserve a triple G. But I'm like, bro, man, triple G saw Jamal coming a mile away and was like, oh hell no. Ain't no way I'm gonna get knocked the fuck out by some damn Charlo. No, I rather fight Canelo's no gas tank having ass. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think Benavides, um, if he fights Caleb Plant in the future, I think I think Caleb Plant might fuck around and dominate Benavides. I think he could stop him. 
No, nah, I think Benavidez will run Caleb Plant over. <laughs> Why? Because Caleb Plant, number one, hasn't really... Like, Jarrell is his best opponent. I mean, come on now. Like, well, I mean, well, you can give him credit for Scott DeGee, but first of all, you got to be able to land those shots. Uh, Benavidez is very long. Caleb Plant... Oh, I'm not going to say Caleb Plant doesn't have an inside game, but he's not going to be able to hang inside with Benavidez. Benavidez is going to put the heaters on his ass, throw like 15 left hooks in a row, and like Caleb Plant not going to be able to do anything. The best Caleb Plant can do is try to hit David a few times and make sure that David doesn't land back. But once David lands back and he gets him on the ropes and start throwing those combinations, bro, he's going to run Caleb Plant over. Like, I, I don't, like, I understand Caleb Plant got a cool little knockout over Darrell. Nobody expected that, but it's... Like, one performance doesn't, like, I mean, it's Darrell. Darrell got cocky. Darrell's fighting with his hands down because Darrell convinced himself that Caleb Plant couldn't punch. And Darrell forgot that this was boxing and that anything could happen. He didn't respect Caleb Plant and he paid for it. That's on Darrell. Benavidez, first off, Benavidez is big as fuck. Second off, his chin is significantly higher and harder to reach than Darrell. And also, Benavidez, though he gets hit, he doesn't like getting hit. He doesn't take it easily. He's not like his dumbass brother. Who like enjoys walking into punches? No, he puts his hands up, he he pivots, he pushes back, and he jabs. So no, I think I think Benavidez will run Caleb Plant the fuck over, and and it's gonna be funny because I didn't hear Caleb Plant like say he wanted Benavidez next. He didn't call him out and say after he got the key, let me get some. He didn't say none of that shit. He was talking about oh, my wife and my baby and gay baby. I'm like, yeah, get your pussy ass on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but I know, I, I know that Benavidez fucked up, lost his belt because he's an unprofessional. He's unprofessional. I understand that. But if you really wanted some smoke, y'all like, you could wait till after he's finished with his gotchiki and, and come get some. Or or Caleb Plant could be talking like Caleb Plant could be talking about Charlo. He could be talking about Morel. He could be talking about fucking Demi Jacobs. He could be talking about somebody. He ain't talking about shit. He's talking about, yeah, you know, we'll see. I'll fight anybody. I'm like, yeah, y'all always say that until motherfuckers become available. Like, I, like at one point, Lomachenko was like, I'll fight anybody anywhere. Then Devin Haney came up. He said, oh, shit. Yeah, DR, do you see what this guy said? <laughs> yeah, I agree. David Benavidez said he wanted Caleb uh, day one. I, I, I agree. that, and, and, he should, and he should get it. I'm saying Caleb is the one that probably don't want it at this point. Because Caleb, we've seen Caleb get knocked smooth unconscious, whereas Benavidez is, we've only seen him get knocked down. So I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, dude. I'm saying Caleb probably doesn't want it. Yeah. So you know, yeah. So, so you know, because I didn't, I didn't hear that energy. You know, fucking Benavidez is crazy. He called, he called everybody from 160 to 168 some bitches, and ain't nobody giving this man no heat. Man, somebody gotta, somebody gotta, somebody gotta beat his ass for that. Because y'all look terrible. Charlo, Plant. Morel, uh, Canelo, all y'all look like trash. If David Benavidez can freely label all y'all some bitches, and 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 then and then y'all not want to beat him up, that's terrible. <laughs> that's absolutely terrible. Yeah, I think I think Benavidez is like Tommy Hearns, but like the Mexican version, where like nobody don't want to fight him until like people actually press him. But um, I think I think Benavidez, he you know he's an old school guy, you know he's. He, he he's um trying to fight the best opposition as best as he can, but he's not rushing it. He's taking one fight at a time and honestly, um I think Benavidez, like, you know, if he gets like another trainer, you know, that's better than his father, um, I think he could turn into like a bonafide boxer puncher because 
you know, when I saw him box against uh, David David Lemieux, um, he looked absolutely for, like for like ferociously dangerous. And even though Lemieux is not a actual super middleweight, but that fight showed me that when you have somebody that tries to move away from you in a ring, that's like a that's trying to move more rather than roll with you. Uh, David made like a quick adjustment to break him down easily. And, um, if he continues to work on boxer puncher like abilities more, then I think David Benavides can turn into like a really savage, like not fighter. Well, also you got to take into account Lemieux's not good. Yeah, Lemieux, Lemieux has never in life been good. Yeah, like how many how many dudes are we gonna certify for whooping David Lemieux's ass? Like <laughs> Lemieux, Lemieux's never been good. He he wasn't good at one fifty four. He wasn't good at 160, and he's not good now. That's why the nigga retired. Like, David Lemieux's not good. So uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna say all that. I'm definitely not gonna compare fucking the uh, Benavidez to no damn her. That's for sure. But no, he is. He is. He's more puncher than boxer. And honestly, I think he should play to his strengths. I mean, that's what attracts people to him. He gets a lot of knockouts. He throws a lot of punches, and he doesn't get hit too much. I mean, he gets hit clean, but he doesn't get hit too much. So I think he should stick to what he's doing, you know. I mean, he, he's definitely jabbing a little bit more these days, which is cool. But, but yeah, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna give him props for fucking Lemieux. Lemieux fucking sucks. Lemieux's never in his life been good. So fuck that. But um, but like, but like I said, if you remember Ronald Gavril, Ronald the Thrill Gavril from fucking Mayweather Promotions, who didn't know Benavidez was, and Benavidez is also, you know, his skills hadn't developed much. But Ronald Gavril fought him like he wasn't afraid of him. And and he and he and he was so close to beating him that that they honestly had to run it back because some people said that fight was a draw, whereas the yeah, second fight, yeah, whereas the second fight, Ronald Gavril fought like he was afraid of Benavidez because he realized Benavidez had learned some shit and that's why he lost more decisively. I'm telling you, yeah. If you go in, you have an active jab, you rip to Benavidez's body. His feet are already slow. He'll stop moving. You throw your shots. You throw your shots and you and you step off the line. You throw it's the same way you gotta fight for door. You throw your shots and then you step off and step over. And you land enough to the if you land enough to the body and to where his feet are stagnant, you get up against the ropes and then you go for the head. Yeah, I um, I agree. Um I think David is very vulnerable to the body too, and I've been I've been saying this to some other fighters, but if you crack him with like a good like one two body shot like you know especially connected with like a one two and then four five it down the path and then use like a good like hook combination with it i think i think david would get knocked out well wow. no because benavidez is fat so that's the problem he's got a lot of fat protecting his fucking organs like don't get me wrong when he when he weighs in when he weighs in he looks like he's a he looks like you know you can penetrate him or whatever but when he actually goes into the fights and reinflates, he's a big ass dude because as a child he was 300 pounds People got people got to understand. As a child, he was big as fuck. So they're effectively fighting someone who probably should be at heavyweight, but he's not. He he managed to cut down and make 168. So 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 when he rehydrates, he's huge. So that's why the body isn't a super good strategy. I mean, if you want to you know get some shots in, sure, but you're leaving your head open. So you got You got honestly, somebody got to come in and chin check David like he did with Gavril to make him think twice and focus on defense. You got to get in there. And, you know, if he's coming at you, yeah, shoot some body shots to slow his feet. But once he slows his feet, you got to go for the head when he's on the ropes. 
when he's in that high guard, you got to put some work in and really try to hit him in the head and not just hit him in the head. You got to hit him in the eye. You got to hit him in the neck. You got to hit him in the in the solar plexus. Like you got to really do some damage to get him to adjust because if he doesn't respect your power, he's you're done. He's gonna walk. He's gonna walk you down. He's gonna run you over. Like Caleb Plant, bro. Like man, I'm sorry, but I don't see him doing shit. I don't see him doing any fucking damage. Yeah, I think I think uh, Plant's best option is probably uh, mm. honestly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who would be like a like who would be like a proper like opponent for him. But I was gonna say maybe like go after Edgar Berlanga. <laughs> well, that's a waste of time. Berlanga ain't shit. And not to mention he's a top rank. And Berlanga don't want to fight nobody real right now. That's why. Yeah, fuck Berlanga. But anyways, um, uh, you know, I, I, I gotta do something. So, did you want to talk about um? Did you want to talk about this weekend's uh, cards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, like I was gonna ask you some some other matchups that uh, uh, that are happening tomorrow. Uh, you know, for the top rank card, and then uh, oh, definitely on the JoJo Diaz card too. You know, that card is pretty lit. And you know, um, I wasn't gonna bring up about the Jake Paul, you know, Silva card. I think that card looks kind of trash. <laughs> oh yeah, they they allowed that fight to proceed, even though they had to. Medically examine Anderson Silva because he's been getting knocked out of sparring, and it's just like, bro, he's fucking like fifty eight. Yeah, this is bad. This is terrible for his health. But apparently the rent is due, and he and he makes good money doing this shit. So it's whatever. But I don't even understand why they waste the time. They're doing medical examination. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is bad. He's been knocked out multiple times in the UFC. He's old as fuck. <laughs> And, and yeah, he's starting to get his ass beat in sparring because you're 58. You're not supposed to be fighting young people. <laughs> so you know, whatever, man. If, J- if Jay Paul, if Jay Paul gets in here and fucks his shit, that's not going to prove anything. Just, yeah, yeah, you knocked out someone that's 58. No, like I even, I even confessed it. Um, you know, like, like I think it was under like you know uh, one of like Amanda Serrano's posts, and I literally said like. How does this win value Jake Paul's career? Anderson Silva's like an absolute bum, you know, in boxing. But if Silva was like an actual real fighter, Jake Paul, Jake Paul would get knocked out, you know, bad. Like, like it's just that, you know, Jake, Jake Paul is heavily comfortable going after all these UFC fighters that don't have any boxing experience. But it's like, you know, let him fight Trish and Calcruz at cruiserweight. He gets knocked out, or you know any other killer that's not afraid of like, you know, basically light him up. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 whatever. I'm not tripping on Jake Paul, but um, I'm 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 well. I'm in my car outside of where I'm supposed to be at, so I don't have access to um, I don't I don't have access to the to the card information. So who's gonna okay. let, let's do the uh the the Jose the Zapata. Diaz card. I picked Jose Cepeda for the decision on that one, but you know, hopefully JoJo pulls it out because that'll be a good win on JoJo's record. Yeah. Undefeated, undefeated prospect who's got a uh, 26, 26 wins and uh, twenty three knockouts. That'd be super good for JoJo. Yeah, um, I, I I think JoJo uh, he'll benefit more from the win, but um, I don't think JoJo's a bum. I think JoJo's a very good fighter. It's just that he just needs to just, um, like you said, keep 
keep like you know keep getting better. That's all you know. He's not old. He's he's like what twenty nine years old, and he's basically you know in his prime right now. So it's like you know he shouldn't um, he shouldn't really have any reason to lose. So, uh, but um, actually uh, some other fighters fights that are on that card. Uh, let me take a look at it. Um, uh, yeah, the other fights that are on this card is, um, who else is fighting? Oh, um, Alexis Roca, he's on the card. He's fighting, um, he's fighting this really good fighter. His name is Jesus Antonio Perez. Um, he's like 24 and 4 out of Mexico. And, mm. uh, Who's the other fight? Uh, yeah, this card is really not that good. It's just like a bunch of nobodies that I've never heard of. Except for like the women's card, but... Um, or like the women's fight, but... Yeah, this card doesn't really, you know, impress me. <laughs> well, it's a random... It's a random zone card. They're just trying to feed Jojo Diaz and Zapata. It's, it's a non... It's a, The main event is a non-title fight, so... It's just two contenders fighting for position. So it's whatever. Yeah, you know, Jojo Diaz. Uh, and again, Jojo Diaz just lost to Devin Haney. So this is the reality. You got to get in with a young killer. And at least Jojo's not afraid to do that. Um, you know, I'm not saying that Zapata is some some destructive monster killer. But this is this is the reality of what happens. When you don't win, you get set back in the rankings. You got to fight the young and upcoming bulls. Like, like Jose, like, uh, uh, sorry, Jose. William Zapata is like the equivalent in in that division at 135 to like a Stan Jonas type person to like like a boots type person i'm not saying he's on the same skill level but he's an undefeated young prospect that's hungry and and wants to get a title and this is this is why motherfuckers be scared to lose because you gotta you gotta come back and fight these people yeah um i was gonna say like do you do you think um like um let's just say if diaz wins uh, do you, do you think that the next fight will be him and Pitbull, Cruz? No, no, I don't. I don't think he's gonna fight Pitbull, and um, no, nah, not necessarily because he's scared or anything. I just, oh shit, maybe he might be. I don't fucking know, but I, I just don't. I just don't see that fight happening, uh, especially. Uh, I mean, I know Cruz will take Cruz will take anything and get his hands on, especially if he just fought Zerdito. So, you know, no, nah, but I just don't see it. I don't think that he's going to want to do all of that at this time, especially because Cruz isn't even in, I don't even think Cruz is in a position to get a title eliminator. If it's a title eliminator for a mandatory, then sure, why the fuck not? But if it's for um, absolute- Cruz actually got left the WBC interim title, right? I thought he did against uh, Zerdito. Oh, well, if that's, if that's the case, then I definitely don't see it happening because why the fuck would you do that just to fight Devin Haney again? No, I don't see that. Yeah. <laughs> or if uh, Devin Haney just vacates to go up to 140, then um, he could basically... If I try to make the version cruise for a vacant belt, yeah, that might be a fight that gets made, but, you know, it just depends. But I don't see that shit happening next. Yeah. Um, I was going to switch over to the, the Loma card. Uh, um, there's some very good fights um, on that card with uh, Troy Troy Isley versus uh, Quincy, Quincy Labaya. Yeah, Troy Isley's cool. He's been making some steady improvements. I mean, you know, like top, top like ESPN just has very a very gifted marketing department because they're putting these like, oh, these are the future stars of boxing. I'm like, man, 
Like, who, who's like, like, okay, like, who the fuck is Troy Ivy smoking middleway right now? Like, who does he smoke? Uh, exactly. Like, come on, bro. Like, yeah, he should play Austin, Austin Williams. <laughs> I'm down Austin, for it. Austin Williams would probably beat his ass right now. I mean, it depends on which Austin Williams shows up. Yeah. But, uh, like, like for example, that, that one dude, I, I think, I think, uh, Aleem beat him, but that one guy that Aleem fought at my car, Vidal. Oh yeah, Vidal. Yo, I even brought. Oh, I brought up to Heisman. I learned shit out of him. Yeah, Vito. Vito could fuck around and stop him. Like, yeah, Vito. Vito will run Troy Isley the fuck over. I ain't trying to hear that bullshit. They're certifying. They're certifying all these dudes that got like within ten fights. I'm like, dude, who are these niggas? Like who? Like who are these people? Like these are the same people that tried to convince me that Montana Love was the second coming of Adrian Broner. I'm like, are y'all serious? Just the, the disrespect to Adrian Broner is fucking insane. And then when Montana Love start getting his ass whipped, all of a sudden it's like, no, oh, I'm not hiring him no more. I'm like, yeah, dude, I tried to tell you, fucking idiots. Yeah, like I was talking to um OTB like about that, and he was trying to tell me, nah, man, Montana Love, he good, man. And I'm like. Bro, this is garbage. I would beat his ass so bad. Because he, he stopped, because he stopped Baranchik, bro. Baranchik's not good. Bar, like, bro, Baranchik is fucking terrible. Baranchik supposed to be this awesome super knockout power puncher. It, it took him five knock. He knocked down. He knocked Zapata down like four or five times just to still get knocked out. Like, bro, Baranchik's fucking trash. Dude. Oh, they be talking all like dude, they just, they just be certifying anybody who looks good one time. Like God damn, shit makes me so mad. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like I like uh, the other fight that's on the Loma card that I think is gonna be a major upset is uh, Duke Reagan versus uh, Luisa LeBron. And um, I was there for uh, Luisa LeBron's last fight against Henry Montreal LeBron on the Berlanga card and. Um, even though he didn't look super duper good, um, I actually thought um, he actually could have etched it out, uh, like you know, in that win. But um, if he does show back up in that fight to actually uh, beat Reagan, uh, I think that's going to be like a major um, upset for Duke. Um, uh, you know, based on what I've seen from both fighters. I would still pick Duke Reagan to win that one, but we'll see. We'll see. I yeah. I, I think Duke. Uh, I think Duke is uh, steadily adapting from his previous fights. I mean, his style is very boring, but he has an active jab. He doesn't sit there and let you hit him. He pivots off angle after he throws his shots. I think he'll still decision LeBron. But hey, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. Um, even in uh, even in his last fight against. Uh... D'Angelo Fuentes, um, he actually got hurt real bad multiple times where he looked like he was about to get stopped. Oh. But, yeah, that's true. I mean, they both didn't look they both didn't look stellar their last fights, but I think Duke Reagan, you know, having learned from that experience will come back because Duke Reagan is one of those people that can, you know, he can, I think I think he has that style where he can make some tweaks and adjustments uh, to his style. Be a little bit more aggressive where it's needed, and be a little bit more defensively responsible where where it's also needed. So, but, you know, yeah, I think I think Duke still pulls that one out. Yeah. Um, uh, the other fight that I'm looking forward to is uh, Tiger Johnson against that um, Esteban Garcia guy. 
Uh, I so, think, yeah, I think that's going to be a war. Um, yeah, Tiger Johnson is another dude that people are certifying as like the truth, and I'm like, bro, he's just big. Like, I have not seen anything <laughs> that indicates he is going to be some major super duper. Uh, he fights at 130, right? He fights at 147, but he claims Tiger Johnson is a welterweight. Yeah. Oh my fucking God. man, bro! Tiger Johnson, bro! Tiger Johnson ain't shit right now, bro. Like until <laughs> until until I see until I see something else, bro. Like who at welterweight is he about to really fuck with? Like, dude, honestly, <laughs> yeah, like bro, like Sponge could could definitely f him up, and probably probably Mark Reyes could definitely can definitely probably mess him up. And dude, like Stanionis will beat his ass, but like, like honestly, I don't, I don't certify anybody until I think they can like really hang in the top ten. Like dudes just be like, oh, they're they're super good. I'm like, based off of what? Like, if it's just the eye test, that's just an opinion. I don't certify anybody until I think they can be top ten competitive in their division. Yeah, but yeah, Tiger Johnson as of now, I don't see shit special. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I have a feeling that he's just gonna stay quiet until he gets put into like the hype train. Because <laughs> it's like everyone's really trying to hype him up so bad, but he's not saying anything until like things really start to get hyped up on him. And his like last two three fights, I was hearing like Timothy Bradley saying, "Oh yeah, man, T- Tiger Johnson gonna gonna go out there and just beat up on every single welterweight man." Like he has like. You know, all the tools and the Timothy Bradley is a fucking employee and he has to say that. But, anyways, I do have to go though. So, okay. Uh, I'm definitely chopping back up, you know, you know, after the fights. Oh, man, I can't wait for tomorrow. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, bro. Y'all make sure to subscribe. Yes, sir. All right. Talk with you later. All right. um, I'll see you guys later. Peace out. Um, Shout out to the mighty, mighty LDBC, TWT family. And uh, yeah, man, on to the next one. And more content coming out, man. Uh, we're going to grow the channel to be big again. And um, yeah, that's my goal, man. So appreciate you guys. I'll see you guys very, very soon. And shout out to DHAV. And I'll see you guys later. Bye.